Hey, welcome to The Daily Jamingo. My name is John Jamingo, and I am doing a daily show just to learn how to do a daily show. There you go. That's it. All right. So a lot of, lot of stuff's going on. Uh, I've been called out. I'm under attack. Now I know how the Jews feel. Uh, I'm under attack by uh, the Wheelful, Wheelbarrowful Dicks podcast. I'm kind of like my own co-host, too. Or maybe I'm the attacker of my other co-host. We'll get in that a little bit later. But a couple, I guess a couple, maybe a week or so ago, um, Wheelbarrow Full Dicks, Mike, they had talked about me and going on the Delvin Cox experience to talk about gun control. Okay. I mean, anybody that knows me, They'll say, hey, do you want to come on my show and talk about this? Yes. I've really, I don't think I've ever turned down an invitation to come and talk about a topic. I don't think I've ever done that. That being said, uh, Delvin said, hey, we're doing a show on gun control. Would you like to go? And I did. And silly me, I thought that it was a very good discussion. I did. I was I was shocked. I mean shocked when I found out that I caused such a stir. So I want I have about 10 clips here uh that I would like to play for you about Mike talking about me on the Delvin Cox podcast. Um all right let's just start off with clip number one. So Travis I love podcast drama and our good friend delvin cox he really he really gave us some good stuff did he stick his foot in it so delvin did like a four-part series on gun control (laughs) which is just (laughs) ballsy as all it's a hornet's nest travis is what it is and like that'd be like that'd be like we decided with a hey next week is uh Next week, we're going to be discussing trans rights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that how, that's how it started off. And why can't Mike and Travis talk about gun control? Why can't, why can't people give their opinions on topics like gun control? Uh, I was, we're going to hear, apparently, where is it? John Jamingo's got his own fucking problems. Uh, yeah, we're going to hear because... I am pro second amendment. I am pro having guns to protect yourself. That shouldn't be that shouldn't be that hard to understand. Especially what's happened in Israel, especially what's going on in the United States. We'll get into that a little bit later. But so they say, well, all these school shootings. Oh, the school shootings. And don't get me wrong, school shootings are horrible. Anybody that goes into a school with a gun to shoot innocent uh, innocent kids that have no way of defending themselves, they should be buried underneath the prison. I, I honestly believe that once they're convicted, you should take them outside and hang them and put it on TV, just like they used to, you know, back in the day, they would hang them in the town square. So everybody in town would come see it and they go, you know what? That looks horrible. I don't think I'm going to do what he did. It's a deterrent. The death penalty for doing something like that is a deterrent. So I go on Delvin's show and they're talking about school shootings. And I said, 
the police can't get there fast enough. The, the teachers that want to be armed and want to be trained and pass a, a psych, psyche vow should be able to carry guns. And there was a, a school in New Mexico, and I think it was a religious school. Uh, the principal and three of the teachers all carried guns, and they were uh, they were black. And the kids felt safer. The kids felt more protected. And I said, we should protect schools like we protect courthouses. You don't see people going around shooting up courthouses because there's police there. There's there's uh, you know, they get searched when people come in. There's uh, they have what's it called, like a dead zone or where you come in and there's a you can lock them in like you make it through the first door. They lock both doors. and You're stuck in there like a rat. So as I went through that and nobody was no yelling, no shouting. We, we were, everything was fine. Well, let's get into the second clip. Travis Delvin doesn't like invite experts on his show to talk about gun control. He Delvin Jody is like, I wonder what Adam Nutter thinks about gun control, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> but then what happened? Yes. Since Mike's in the chat here, who's an expert on gun control? How do you become an expert on gun control? Like, what, what qualifies you to be a expert on gun control? That's what, in other words, you have to be an expert before you can have an opinion. And then how do you become that expert? Do you go to school to be, is there a gun control class that you could take? I, I don't really think there is, but I digress. What happens is, he had the grand finale where he has this round table of people please of varying me, backgrounds. Please tell me Pepper was on it. No, uh, better yet, uh, John Jamingo oh. was invited. I so, assume that I know John Jamingo's uh, stance on gun control. It's it's probably what you would think it is, Travis. And it's funny because John Jamingo, over the course of the two hours he's doing this Delvin podcast, and then later on Twitter, when people are responding to Delvin's podcast, it, it's like going through the woke house of Home Alone and just like taking the stuff and setting himself on fire with it. Like, you know, he like opens the door and there's the flamethrower trap there. And he's like, oh, he's got a flamethrower. Well, it just gets himself because. OK. OK. All right. So what I did was I went and defended my position like an adult, like adults do. And I wouldn't even have known about this, but Delvin had come onto Twitter and he said, I'm catching so much crap about this episode. And apparently because I'm pro gun control and I guess the pudgy Viking and the gay school teacher and another guy named Otis was not they were they were pro taking guns away from everybody i, I guess uh, it's, it's hard to say because to be honest with you i was the only one talking i thought we're i mean it was trying to drag shit out of these people to get their point across the school teacher was probably the most god i can't remember his name now doesn't matter but he he was a school teacher he let us everybody know that he was gay he also let everybody know that he's never held a gun, never shot a gun, doesn't like guns, doesn't want to have guns. And 
we talked about this. So for me to go and defend myself, that's stepping on rakes because I defend myself and then somebody takes and twists what I say to make it mean something else. That means I'm stepping on rakes. No, it's just them that can't handle what I say. And they take and try to move the goalpost as those people do. They try to move the goalpost. It's like, all right, well, if you don't want to carry a gun, okay. Well, let me get okay, pull so that on myself. <laughs> <laughs> There's a uh, homosexual gentleman on the panel who's a teacher. And John says, okay, well, if teachers want to have guns in class, we should give them guns. And the guy says, well, I don't want to have a gun. And he goes, well, I wouldn't give you one then. And the guy's like, well, why wouldn't you give me one? It's because I'm gay. And like, no, but like he, he walked into it, Travis. Cause you said you didn't, <laughs> you said you didn't want one. That is why <laughs> he yeah. walked right into it. I walked into it by telling a guy that if he didn't want to carry a gun and was afraid of guns, that maybe he shouldn't have a gun. You know, why don't you run behind the guy that wants to be trained and have a gun? When someone comes into a, a, in, into a school situation to shoot and kill innocent students, you can call 911 and they can get in, they can get there within two minutes and tens of Tens to 20 kids can be killed even more if they're really motivated to get in there. And I'm not just saying armed teachers. That was one, one thing I said to do. There was other things you can do. Like there's a plate that you can stick over the door lock and they can't open the door. They can't kick the door open. Uh, they, you know, there's a way that you could put that it, it, like most of the windows are small. So you can kind of look in, you put bulletproof glass in there. There's things that you can do to take a school and make it where students are safe. Um, we had fire drills. When was the last time you saw a school catch on fire? Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I'm just thinking about that now. When was the last time you saw a school catch on fire? We had fire drills all the time. Fire drill, you get up, walk out, go do this. So why not have a drill that if there's an active shooter drill? Shit. They used to, when I was a kid, they had uh, atomic blast drills where you just got under the desk before you turn, before you were vaporized. So I, and again, when I was there and I was doing the show, there was nothing. It was not a problem. Delvin put out the show and apparently a bunch of, uh, anti, anti-gun, uh, people that are not pro gun. Uh, they didn't like this at all. In other words, they want to take away all guns because that's going to fix the problem. Because if you take away all the guns, then nobody can shoot each you no know, one can shoot each other. Well, oh, yeah, that's fine. If you can get all the guns, which you can't, never going to get all the guns, but that's fine. So let me get into clip number three. Uh, well, fuck you for what you said in this. And he goes, well, if you don't like what I said and you don't like guns, then you should just. All right, I got to preface this. I'm holding on. Let me back this up. So apparent. So I get into it with this woman. She's a lesbian. Uh, not that that makes a difference, but she's uh, anti-gun. She wants to get rid of the guns, and she's very upset. So she's telling me that in New Zealand and Australia and Japan that they have taken the guns away from the citizens and they don't have this problem. And then so then I say, well, that's fantastic. What's really nice about this country is if you don't like it here, you can pack your stuff up 
and leave and go to live one of those countries. And you probably would feel more safer there. I think that's what I said. I think I ended it with, uh, I'll help you pack. Maybe that's what pissed her off. So then I go to, so, so then I infuriated her as I do infuriate people where she didn't tweet. She had to go to video and she made a video and basically said that uh, I'm a piece of shit because I'm a white guy, an old white guy, and that I'm not allowed uh, to tell her to go back where she came from, which is not what I told her. I guess I, I guess you want me to go back to where I came from. Well, I don't even know where you, where did you come from? I have no idea where you came from. So I guess that's me stepping on another rake. And uh, so this is where Mike is talking about that. Uh, well, fuck you for what you said in this. And he goes, well, if you don't like what I said and you don't like guns, then you should just move to a different country. And they're like, what do you think I should go back to Africa? Cause I'm black. And he's like, well, well no, <laughs> that isn't exactly what I said, but I did step right so, in the trap that I knew I was stepping into. I, I, this is where I disagree with Mike. I wasn't step. I didn't believe I was stepping in a trap. I don't believe that's a trap just because they can sit there and move the goalpost and try to switch what I said. I said what I said. You can go back and look at the tweet and read what I said. The passive aggressiveness of I'll help you pack. That was probably a, that was probably an issue. So now I'm into it because I don't walk away from these things. I don't mind a heated debate. I don't mind the uncomfortableness of a disagreement. I think one of the things that we have to do in this country is get back to where if you get offended, that's a you problem, not a me problem. And the best way to hash out a problem is to talk about a problem and maybe have multiple ideas and maybe merge those ideas or not to do something where when you uh, gun control immigration, anything you can talk about. It. But if you can't talk about it because you can't say that, I'm offended. I'm offended. Okay, well, you're offended. Get over it. Here's a ladder. Here's a ladder. Get over it. What do you want me to do? You're offended. I, I don't know. It, it ends all arguments because you're not allowed to be offended. Since when? Offended all the time. People are offended all the time. Nothing happens to you when you're offended. There's a comedian that was in England. He does a, a an amazing skit on what happens when you're offended. It's like, what happened when you were offended? Nothing happens. You're just offended. It's no big deal. You can get over it or under it or around it, whatever. So they're offended now and they're going to do something. Now they don't have podcasts. So, they don't, so what they did was they bullied Delvin into having them on for, because uh, uh, they need to refute John Jamingo because I'm a horrible old white guy i'm the i'm a boomer and i'm part of the problem john jamingo causes such a stir on delvin's gun control debate that a group of people corner delvin and say hey we need to make an additional six hour podcast refuting the things that john jamingo said on your podcast <laughs> how dare you give john jamingo a platform yes how dare you give john jamingo no one needs to give John Jamingo a platform. John Jamingo has his own platform. John Jamingo also talks about himself in the third person a lot, which is, I'm joking. Jokey jokes, all jokey jokes. So Delvin should have just said, hey, 
you know what? We don't need another debate about it. I've already done four. This The final debate was the final debate. And because I had went into Twitter and was having arguments, now they need a platform. So Delvin, being the nice guy that he is, he brings them on. And I got to be honest with you. I know this podcast is out there and I know they're talking about me. And usually I can't stop myself from going and listening to somebody talk about me. If you say you're going to talk about me for an hour, I'm the first, I'm right up front. I'm up front saying, what do you, what do you want to say? As you can tell, because here we are doing this with Mike. So I have not listened to this six hour podcast because I have a feeling that if I listen to this six hour podcast where they talk about me, this show for the next week and a half will probably be me refuting everything they say. And then, so I have to learn that people have opinions and I don't have to refute everything. In other words, I'm not going to change their mind. They don't like what I said. Let them go do their thing. So, Jamingo, a platform, his opinions on gun control cause harm Travis. yes uh and so i listened to that and of course it's great <laughs> i highly recommend the six hour fuck john jamingo cast travis it's it's art six hours that's a, it's tough. a lot yeah that's a tough drunks over there <laughs> six hours man that's a long time that's a lot of fuck john jamingo all right so here we go i pulled clips because i found the best part of the Delvin Cox gun control debate debate, you know, the debate after the debate and which was the no debate the because they didn't debate. invite anybody to debate with. Yeah. That's the other thing I got. I, all right. If I'm going to take offense to anything here is that I already said that I'll show up anywhere and talk to anybody about anything. Why not invite me? That would have been an amazing show because they would have came after me. I would have came after them. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a problem. I mean, I would have, I would have enjoyed the six hour debate back and forth. I would have loved it. Nick, Patriot Nick says they wanted an echo chamber. Okay. I get it. I get it. They didn't, they didn't need, they didn't need an opposing opinion. And the reason for that is this next clip where crystal storm, um, who who opposes me and just happens to be black and lesbian. Not that it makes a difference, but I just said it. Uh, she's got facts. She's, she's done her homework. She has went out and pulled the research. She's going to set me straight. Here we go. And I think that's a media thing as well, because when you think about crime, we think about like new Orleans and Detroit and like New York and Chicago and like, quote unquote ghettos, you know, you think that's where the most crime is happening. No, not there. Not where they kill 60 to 70 people a weekend, maybe shoot up, you know, not not there. Not where there's gang violence and not not there. That's not where. You know, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles. Not not where the highest crime rates are. That's not the problem, according to Crystal Storm here. So you can do any kind of Google search you want. Any. Any Google search you want, like real crime statistics, actual shootings, stuff like that, you could do that. Or or you could do this. Statistically, I found like four different studies 
that did not appear to be from a right wing or a left wing or a George Santos or wherever the fuck that we think is controlling the media. It's a whole different conversation. It probably come from a funny form. It pr- sounds like this this sur- survey, whatever it is or wherever she got her facts, pr- came from a loony bin because wait do you hear this. That said, that is not true. New York is not an unsafe place for gun violence. Oh. And it has some of the strictest gun laws. That's true. New York, Chicago, Baltimore, Los Angeles has some of the strictest gun laws. Can't, Can't carry a handgun in New York City. Can't. New York, actually, in comparison to the rest of the country, that's not the most dangerous place. The most dangerous place for gun violence is Gulf states. (laughs) Yes. Down south. Down south in your old... That's where we have a gun problem. Just out there shooting them all up over here. Down here in the Dixieland. Cut me a fucking break. Nick says, that bitch, in fact, that bitch is fact fishing. She's fishing for the facts that fit her narrative, even if it is, if it has to change the parameters of the study. Yeah. Yeah. And Duchess says, ha, has she even walked around New York City? But she's got her facts. Hang on. Let's wrap this up. It's places like Mississippi, like Alabama. And I believe it was Pew Research that I found this particular study. So I'll pull that up and I'll even put it down in the show notes. So I, I feel like I feel like if you're ever trying to find a study on something, we can all trust Pew Research. Oh, yeah. Or or our eyes or, or you know, the newspaper. Maybe we should trust that. Jody says Mississippi, where they shoot first and pray later. Yes. Ah, oh, Boomer Bob is in the chat. Hey, Bob. Birmingham, last I looked, was number three for gun crime. That's not because of the lack of gun laws. It's 30% plus (laughs) Smurf. (laughs) Okay. All right. So let me see if I can wrap this up here. She said in that clip, you can Google it if you want. And I did because. (laughs) Because I'll tell you one thing about Mike. Mike is a stickler for details. And if Mike can find a way to prove you wrong, he will it, he will make it his life mission. And don't get me wrong. I love this about Mike. He will make it his life mission to prove you wrong. Of course I did, right? Mm-hmm. And Travis, the, the studies that she's talking about is a gun violence per 100,000 people. So, like, you lose points according to the studies that she reads, if you have a whole lot of people. So Alabama ranks high because like there's a good amount of murders for not as many people. Mississippi had 962 violent crimes in 2021. California have a million people. Right. Had 3,576. Yeah. So, okay. If you want to go by per capita, per hundred thousand. All right. Fine. Nobody. That's a bullshit statistic still 3,000 people got shot in california and probably in a smaller area like in other words san francisco los angeles san diego is probably where the bulk of those crimes happen but the rest of the state not so much see where is it 
They used to say uh, statistics don't lie, but only liars use statistics. Like, in other words, you take these things and move them around and get, say, oh, yeah, well, look at this. Per so, capita. Right. So it's, it's like if the devil came up from hell and said, you have to murder 10 people per state, there's a stronger likelihood that you'd be murdered in Mississippi than California just because there's a whole lot of alive people in California. That's that's essentially what we're saying here is <laughs> if you take the entire state of Illinois into consideration, right. it's not that bad. But if you isolate it to Chicago, which well, is where all of the gun violence happens. Travis, there was 1,995 violent crimes in illinois in 2021 as opposed to the nine so it's almost double mississippi she said mississippi was a bad one her reasoning there is flawed travis uh, and, and yeah. that's not to say i'm not taking john jamingo's side because john jamingo's got his own fucking problems. that's right i got my own fucking problems why would you take my side why would you take my side so okay john what's your side Let's let's break it down. Here's my side. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe that you should be allowed to protect yourself from intruders. Somebody that's coming into your house, taking your property, threatening you or your family, you should be able to protect yourself. Now, they say, well, why do you need an AR-15? Why not? Well, it's not fair. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this supposed to be a fair fight? Is this checkers? Is this monopoly? I don't want a fair fight. They're coming in here. All right. They're coming after me. I don't want a fair fight. I want superior firepower. Matter of fact, I would like concussion grenades. So like if they're coming in the house, you know, maybe not shoot them first. Maybe just take one of those concussion grenades, give it a toss. And when that, you know, those flashbangs go off, then maybe stun them a little bit and, and you can shoot them. Whatever, but I don't want a fair fight with a criminal because I didn't initiate the fair fight. In other words, I didn't. Everything on the outside of my property is everybody else's. Everything on the inside of my property is mine. If you're coming in here to take mine, hurt me, hurt my family, no. I am going to meet you with excessive deadly force. I was taught three things when I grew up. I started hunting when I was 12 years old. My father told me three things. He used to say, every gun is a loaded gun. Every gun is a loaded gun. Uh, never point a gun at a human being unless you plan to shoot them. And third, if you're going to shoot them, shoot to kill them. Don't shoot to wound them. They were the three things that were my father drilled into me as a kid. And I still live by those laws. And I think that that's what we really should do. In other words, if you're going to point a gun at another person, you have no other avenue. And if you're going to pull that trigger, you're going to shoot to kill, not shoot the wound. It's not like the back in the Westerns, you try to shoot the gun out of their hand. It's a bunch of bullshit. So that's my position on guns. All right. Um, I bet you the people on October 7th over in Israel wish. That, and here's another thing. Israel had a lot strict gun laws and everybody in Israel from the age of 18 on up are are trained are trained they have to go in the military so they're all trained so why they don't have guns but i bet you they're getting guns now over in israel after that's after that shit show that happened on october 7th because and you know i say this all the time if they tried to do this in the united states you know it wouldn't go as well as it did in israel i don't know that because to be honest with you I think if they tried this in like some soft suburbs, they could kill a lot of people before somebody would. Now, when I say that, I mean like in the Northeast, 
you go down the south in Alabama or something like that and try to go to house to house and start shooting some people up, I think you'd get resistance because a lot of those people still hunt here. But in New Jersey, they've made the gun the hunting laws so hard you can't. There's no place to hunt anymore, so a lot of people have stopped hunting. Uh, so then, if you stopped hunting, what do you need a gun for, except for protection? Uh, I'm getting some shit from Mike. He says, "Turn the lights on." I can't help it, Mike. This is as light as it gets in here. Uh, if I, I guess if I'm going to do video, I guess I'm going to have to do better with the lighting. But really, does anybody really need to see a very well lit John Jamingo? I say no. I say no. I, I think the the downstairs basement bunker look suits me. All right. Let's see if we can wrap this up here. Listen to me. Uh, <laughs> from my standpoint, this is where I stand. I don't want to get into it. I'm not looking for debates. I don't really give a shit. You know, feel what you want. I own guns. I like guns. They're fun. They're cool to shoot. And also, they're great for protection if somebody decides that they want to harm me or my family. Or if you uh, want to get yourself a meal. Yeah. yeah. You want to go out and shoot yourself a meal? Fine. You want to go out and you're a fan of venison? You can't get it in the stores? Go out and shoot yourself a deer. I agree with that wholeheartedly. On the other hand, oh yeah, god damn it, there's always another hand. See, I was was right there with them. Then we got the other hand. Yeah, people should go through background checks. Sure, right? you shouldn't give guns to people who are mentally unstable. It's yeah, I agree with that also. And you know who was mentally unstable? The guy up in Maine who was hearing voices and was part of the National Guard. And the National Guard called the police department and said, you know something? Maybe you should check on this guy. Get him some help. He's hearing voices. And the police went to his home. And the first time they said he wasn't home. And the second time they went, they heard him knocking around in there, but he wouldn't answer his door. And they, they backed away and said, you know what? I don't feel this is too safe. If it's not too safe for the police, how the fuck do you feel that it's safe for the community? Like, in other words, police do your job. Now, I understand that the two cops, you know, Barney Fife and Andy Griffith wants to go up there. You know, I don't want to get shot full of holes. They get the state police, call in some other people, take this guy down, get the family involved, get them say, hey, listen, why don't we go down to Wild Wings and get us some wings and some beer? And then at that point, he can be taken without trying to kill a bunch of people or getting hurt themselves. All right. That's use your fucking brains. Jesus Christ. That's why we got them. So I agree. Background checks. I agree with when you, if your family members call and say, yeah, yeah, something's wrong with him. That's a big, huge, giant red flag. It yes. should be hard. Uh, it shouldn't be easy to get them. It shouldn't be easy. Right. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't be able to go right now and buy a rifle today. But All right. Why not? I got money. I want to go hunting. I've already passed most people. In, I don't know about. See, I don't know all the laws. I'll go buy New Jersey. In New Jersey, I have a firearm purchasing card. I went through the background checks. Everybody says, you know, I, went, I don't have a criminal record. Knock on wood. So I can go and go buy a gun. So why can't I go down to the gun store, see a rifle that I want? So let's see if I want an AR-15. Why can't I go buy an AR-15 today? Why do I have to wait a few days? Oh, so, but basically, okay. So let's, I'll, I'll go, I'll argue the other side. So basically the other side will be like, well, maybe you're pissed off at your ex-wife and you want to go fill her full of holes and you're really, really mad. 
And then maybe the next day you'll cool off and you won't want to fill her full of holes. All right, let's put a let's put a pin in that. That might be a good idea. Let's go 48 hours. All right. All right. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'm on board with Travis. Buying a rifle should be just as difficult as buying a handgun where there's a waiting period. There's a background check. I can't walk out of the store with it. Right. I completely a thousand percent agree with that. That being said, I like guns. All right. All right. So, so far, Travis and I, we're, we're on the same page. I like Travis. I think this is where Mike and I disagree. Yeah, I would say anything that comes about that makes it harder to buy them, I'll vote for that. Sure. As long as it's not illegal to buy it, then I'll have yeah, to think about it. But if you just say, we're going to make them jump through another hoop, good. How many hoops do we have to jump through to get a gun? How many? Uh, I passed the background check. All right. I'm going to wait 48 hours, so I don't want to kill my ex-wife because she's trying to take my pension. Or whatever happens. Okay. So I've waited that time. Why do I have to jump through another hoop? All right. There's already the, the mentally ill out there that the police won't stop. Why do I have to do all that? Why do I have to do all that? All right. So let's go into the chat a little bit. <sighs> Here we go. Oh, this one. Uh, so Jody B, he's my partner in the, um, the the red the rubberneckers podcast he says ask me thursday about why my grandpa left my grandmother it pertains to this i can't wait for that story um bob says so let's allow the mentally ill to change our access to everything knives cars fertilizers chainsaws you know bob's got a bob's got a good point here more people are killed in, with cars through drunk driving so people why not make it harder to get cars? Why not make it harder to drive? Why not make it before you can get in a car, we put a breathalyzer in everybody's car. So you breathe into the, you have to put your hand on a, a fingerprint and then breathe into this. So your car starts. Why don't we do all that? So we stop drunk driving or is there an acceptable amount of car automobile deaths that are acceptable to us? Because we like cars or we need cars or we have to use the cars. But they say, well, cars aren't meant to kill people. Well, they're not meant to kill people. Guns are meant to kill people that are fucking around. Sometimes you got to make them find out. So I, that's my point in here. Travis is in Wisconsin. That's fucking wilderness. All right, I get that. And then here comes Nick. Nick writes paragraphs. The woman in New Jersey from a few years back would disagree on the waiting period. She got murdered waiting on permission. See, see, there's the other hand again. It's the hand, one hand and then the other hand. Yes, because an order of protection. Oh, you should go get a restraining order. People don't give a fuck about restraining orders. <sighs> All right. So see, so we have here. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. We still need to do something. Oh, OK. Jason's Jason's using my chat to get guests. Uh, all right. So, uh, uh, and, and Mike says, oh, geez, what are we going to do, Jason? Jason? So let's try to get that straightened out. All right. So I say that to say this, that the gun debate will go on until forever. But thank the Lord, or whoever you believe in, that we, in this country, we actually have a Second Amendment God-given right that the government can't take our guns away. Because I think 
in my heart of hearts, we're really going to need this in the upcoming years. And I hope I'm wrong. I, I pray I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. We'll see what happens there. All right. So Bob's in the chat. <sighs> hey, Bob. So yesterday when I came on to do this, and I'll be honest with you, this is day two and I'm not nervous anymore. So this is, this is a good thing for me. I did not want, the reason I'm doing this is because it terrifies me. And I didn't want to do a, a single podcast because it's very hard to, to do this, but I see other people doing it and they do a great job, but to do it live too is, is tough. And listening back yesterday, I found out that I say so a lot and I'm working on not doing that. So after we got, so as I was doing this yesterday, I got my knickers bunched, my panties in a bunch uh, because Bob was stream sniping me. Now, I don't know if this is true, but we'll double check. Ah, look at this. Bob's not stream sniping me today. <laughs> um, and if Bob was going to stream snipe, now listen, I have plenty of detractors. I got a guy that lives like two towns over that will, when he finds this podcast, he will come here and he will make fun of me and he will zoom in on my turkey neck and uh, he will say I'm fat and I'm old and I don't have, you know, my opinions are fucked up and all that other bullshit. And it won't take long because I'm putting it on Twitter that I'm doing this. So it's not going to take long for them to find out. So I do have my detractors, but when I feel like my friends uh, are doing something devious that seems to bother me and i probably overreacted yesterday and i was trying not to let it affect me because after i did this show we went to do the boomer bunker and then something happened where bob had a problem getting it and and i probably overreacted again maybe i was looking for a fight and i shouldn't have done that Maybe I should have just said, you know what, guys, I can't do this tonight because I'm not in the mood because I just did this. Maybe there was probably a lot of different ways that I could have handled this than the way I did. But since Bob's here, uh, I, I guess in my heart of hearts that what I do and why I do it and the most important person for me is you. You out there, you pressed play, you're taking your time to watch this. And I want to be as entertaining as I can. All right. So what I'm not going to apologize for is trying to be more professional, trying to be more prepared for what we're going to do to each time we do an episode and we're doing episode 194 on Wednesday night. Each time I want to be better than 193. I work at this. I spend a lot of time doing this. And again, my best days are behind me, right? Like I'm coming, like I'm on the downside of a mediocre career at best, but I do this to hopefully entertain some people. Also, I do this for me in a way so I can get, so I don't sit around and watch Matlock and uh, Charlie's Angels reruns and the Brady Bunch reruns all day. I don't. I feel like sometimes I have an opinions and I, I enjoy doing this and I try to be funny and hopefully, you know, I have a certain amount of people here watching this right now. It's only the second episode and trying to do this as a daily show. It, it's going to make me a better person 
to do the boomer bunker. And, you know, when we were doing rubberneckers, we only got two left, but it would have made me better for that too. Podcasting has taught me a lot as a, to, as a person. It's taught me a lot. It's calmed me down, but there's certain times, there's certain things that I will not accept. I will not accept someone, in my opinion, throwing a wrench in the show. I need people to be better. And Bob sometimes comes in, he has an attitude, and I'm telling you, I want to choke him. I don't know how to fix it. That I don't know how to fix because I need Bob to help me fix it. I do a show with Jody. We have, we've set up our things, our areas of responsibility. Jody gets the guest. He finds stories. We set them up on the board. I go through the stories. I pull video. I put them up on the board in the, in the whatever, and then we go do the show. And Jody, because he's got situations at home, he comes screaming in at, you know, sometimes right as we're doing the music because we start at nine o'clock and sometimes a little after. And do I get annoyed? Yes, but I know what I'm getting into and I know he's not doing it on purpose. Not that I'm saying Bob does shit on purpose, but once we turn, once this light goes on in this camera and we start streaming, my concerns, my focus is on doing an entertaining show for the people that are watching this. Because if we're not entertaining, then what are we doing? All right. And sometimes people think it's entertaining to derail everything. I'm not saying that Bob says this. I see other shows that do this. They think it's funny when everything goes to hell. And, everyone, and I'm not going to lie. Every once in a while, it is fun to watch shit go to hell like a good old-fashioned Donnybrook that happens that you don't expect it to happen. One of the best shows, things that I've ever seen, was um, Anthony Cumia, who has Compound Media. He had Gino Bisconti and uh, Kevin Brennan on, and they had such a fight that when Kevin left, he just stormed off. When he left, he slammed the door and he shut the whole studio down. I mean, those things are amazing. I get that, but not all the time. It's not. I don't want a Donnybrook all the time. I want to come on, do an entertaining, funny show, and I need help with that. And I don't know how to do it. So if I can't do an entertaining, funny show, funny as we can be, then I don't want to do it. I don't want to do the show. All right. I don't want to come on here like uh, when I did like Rage Quit Episode 7 of Rubberneckers. I don't want to come on here and look like a jerk off. I don't. I just don't. So I'm going to have to have a talk with Bob. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's a lot I don't know about the Boomer Bunker right now. Apparently we're doing, oh, I'll be here Wednesday night at eight o'clock. Whether Bob's going to be here or not, that's a decision that Bob has to make. And it's a decision I guess we have to make together along with Kate, the Duchess. And we'll, and we'll see where this goes. But things have to change. And I don't know. I honestly don't know where it's going to be in my heart of hearts. I don't know how we're going to. I, I'm befuddled. And one of the things that I will always promise to be is honest here. I don't like to tell lies and, I, you know, I'll give you my honest opinion on things, even if you disagree with me. So it, it, these things happen. All right. So that's that. That's the two things. That's the big dust-ups. I think that's why I'm under attack. But I don't want to leave in a, in a bad note. So I would like to try to give you a, a couple of good things. Well, not good things, but 
So today is Halloween, and I saw this thing, and this broke my heart because this is the United States, and we talk about the Second Amend Amendment, and we talk about people having different views. But one thing that the United States was built on was everybody came in here, and we decided to be Americans. We decided to assimilate to the Western culture and become Americans, whether you're Islamic, whether you're Jew, whether you're Muslim, whether you're a Jew, whether you're a Christian, whether you're an atheist whether you're gay or straight or everything, we we're all Americans and we all wanted freedom and we all wanted to be the, the freedom to be who we are and be left the fuck alone. I mean, is that that hard? All this shit's popped off in Israel over this uh, October 7th attack. And right now Israel's in there, they're in Gaza and they're giving them the business. And you know what? I, I say that when you fuck around, you find out. And uh, they thought this, they, they were trained, they were trained. They, they planned this for over a year and they, on October 7th, they came in and killed a lot of people. They took a lot of hostages. They injured a lot of people. And then they ran back and they hid in the tunnels like these cowards. And now Israel's like, no, you know what? We're not, this is, this is the last time we fucked around enough. And now you're going to find out. So apparently uh, there's a lot of Jew hate or what they call anti-Semitism. And tonight's Halloween and everybody's taking their kids out trick-or-treating. And I have a video here that I should have brought up earlier, but I didn't. But here we go. And this breaks my heart. It absolutely breaks my heart because this should not be this way. If you have already seen this or have already gotten it on WhatsApp, um, ignore it. And if you don't already speak Hebrew, allow me to translate for you. I just got this from my husband this evening, and it is a warning to basically everyone in Jewish neighborhoods around the U.S. Um, and it's important for probably everyone to hear. So there we go. I'm just going to go ahead and translate that. Basically, if you live in a Jewish neighborhood anywhere in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Miami area, California, whatever, um, and you have a mezuzah on your door, expect trick-or-treaters or people who are really anti-Semites and Hamas sympathizers to be knocking on your door, ringing your bell, pretending to be dressed up trick-or-treaters, and then waiting for you to open the door so they can inflict violence and or do some vandalism. Um, this is terrifying and everyone should probably know about it. So this is probably the year to leave out one of those little buckets with candies that says, please take one. Or it's time to turn your light off and say, fuck everything and not and not do this. Uh, I just can't tell you how sick to my stomach that that makes me that the mizuzu or the mizuzu or whatever that is that they use. It's a little thing you put on the door and it's tilted out. I never saw one before I was in the elevator business and a lot of the uh, apartment buildings that I would work in, they would have them on their doorway. And I, I didn't know what they were. So I asked someone and they go, it's a, a mozuzu. <laughs> Boomer Bob says, just hand out bacon. Nothing, nothing wrong with bacon, but, um, so they, we have to do this in America. Now we have to worry about Jewish people handing out candy. I mean, why isn't everybody outreach? Listen, I, okay. I understand that there's, they say there's three things here. You've got Israel and the Jews, you've got Hamas, and you've got the Palestinians. All right. And they don't want you killing innocent Palestinians going after Hamas. I get that. 
And I said this last night that I was listening to a podcast the other day, Anna Kasparis and Anna Kasperi, whatever her name is, Anna from the Young Young Turks was on a podcast and they were saying, you know, Hamas is using these hostages as human shields and, you know, we it's it's their fault. And then she said, if your mother was being held hostage and the police were there and the police said, well, shit, fuck it. We're just going to shoot your mother and this person. How would you feel about that? And that really stuck with me. So I hate the fact that this is happening. And I, and I want to stand with the people that, you know, the American Jewish people against this violence. You can you can be upset about Israel going in and, and attacking, defending themselves. All right. You're supposed to do what? They come in, they kill 1,400, maybe more than 1,400 people, take hostages, the most horrific thing that they've ever found. They they went into a house, killed the family, took a baby, and put the baby in a fucking oven and turned it on. What animals don't do this shit? And bragged about it and videotaped it. They've got calls. Guy, guy calls his family. I just killed so many Jews. It's just, just sickening, the, the inhumanity against people. So... I mean, and and if you did this against any group of people, it, imagine, imagine if all of a sudden people did this to black people. They just turned and just did the same thing against black people. I mean, I'd be 100 percent in uh, in defensive of black people. It's just not this is not what we do here. This is not what we do here. Budvucker's here. Hey, Budvucker. He says. Art of war. If your enemy hits you, you hit harder. This is the consequence of Hamas's actions. I get it. I get it. And to be honest with you, you watch what they do in schools, how they're teaching their kids to hate the Jewish people. It's not the kids. The kids are being taught this. It's, it's, not, their, it's not their fault. But they are raising little terrorists. Uh, it's sickening. The whole thing is sickening. I, I don't know. I don't know what. To, I don't, again, gun control. I have clear opinions on this. This one's very, very wishy-washy, and I'm not 100% sure on how to handle this, but uh, it's sickening. So you know what you do when you get, uh, when you're about ready to, you hate the Jews and you want to support Palestine? Well, you take a bunch of mice and you spray paint on the color of the uh, Pakistani flag, and you go to McDonald's, and you give them a toss. <laughs> First of all, the music sucks. The music sucks. I can sing. I can do that. Oh, 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 oh. Not the music, the singing. The singing sucks. So target so here it is. Target the big three. Start by boycotting these brands as are directly involved with supporting the Israel Israel apartheid. Um Starbucks is suing its union for posting supporting Posts supporting Palestine. Stop buying Starbucks food and drinks. McDonald's. 
donates who writes in yellow donates free meals to the Israeli army and Disney declares support for Israel by pledging $52 million. So uh, yeah, that's what they want you to do. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, it's a, it's a tough day. It's we we were going to be in some tough times. Where's my mouse at? Here we go. All right. And then finally, there's something I am for. My kids were growing up. They watched Dora the Explorer. Dora the Explorer was annoying when she would always, you know, get the map and swipe her nose, no swiping and all that. Well, they now have a Dora that's grown up. And you know what? I'm for this. Here's Dora the Explorer all grown up. Oh, we're pretending to work so we don't get fired. Do you see our boss? Uh-oh. It's Mihefe, my boss. Mihefe. Hi, Dora. Got a big new project for you, and I need it by the end of the week. That's not enough time. Okay. <laughs> you see the monkey? The monkey's got an earring now. It's kind of... <laughs> I'm sorry. If this came out now, a woke uh, Dora the Explorer came out right now, I would... Dora, Jody's right. Dora Explorer's OnlyFans. Now that I'd watch, too. Here we go. Okay, but you can stay late until it gets done. Should we tell me Hefe to go f herself? I don't know who you're talking to, but you're fired. Uh-oh. Fuck around and find out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got for you today. Oh, my God. I went almost an hour. See? Uh, I'm starting to get into the Daily Jamingo. Uh, some people say, guess what? There's too much Jamingo. Two, Jamingo two times a week is way too much. And, uh, and I've calmed down a little bit. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Jody says, Rule 34, John, it's probably already there. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Oh. So Bob says, Bob was right. Bob says, yeah, like you could only do 30 minutes. Well, I promise 30 minutes. Sometimes I might not have a lot to talk about, unfortunately. Unfortunately, fortunately today that I wanted to talk about the stuff that went on with uh, Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks. I don't know if we're still in a big, giant fight now, but I'm here for it. We'll see what happens. Thank you so much. I will be back here tomorrow, 12 o'clock, same two places, uh, on Twitch and on Kick. And, um, oh, by the way, if you want to, if you want to reach out, I would love to have you join our Discord. Our Discord is right here, down here at the bottom. Uh, I was going to say the show notes, but I haven't put this out as a podcast yet. It's going to take me a couple of days to get it through uh, Apple Podcast, but uh, this will be the Discord. It'll be in the show notes. And also, if you want to, just go over and follow me on Twitter. I'm at John Jamingo. So check that out. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with me. <laughs>